Would you like to discover the five reactive attachment disorder examples, symptoms, and secrets? Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And if you are new to my channel, click that bell below so you get notified for many juicy videos coming your way. Now, reactive attachment disorder is really defined as when an infant or a child doesn't form that healthy bond to her primary caregiver and as a response is going to have a lot of challenges managing their emotions. So let's go ahead and dive right in if you have reactive attachment disorder. So secret number one is control issues. So when you have a reactive attachment disorder, you will want to control your environment. You will want to control other people. You will want to control particularly also yourself because you don't trust your emotions. So that makes sense. There is a distortion. There is a disconnection, right? There's a disconnection. There's a, there's a stop of harmonious flow and an equilibrium inside of yourself that would lead you to trust yourself. So in response, you have control issues because you actually think like, hold on a second, if I control my environment, if I control everything around me, I'm safe. Because remember, when you have a reactive attachment disorder, you don't feel safe. You don't feel safe in this world. You don't have that healthy bond, that secure bond to your primary caregiver. That also means that will be reflected in you not having a secure bond to your friends that are really close to you and particularly romantic relationships, partners that are coming into your life. So control issues is definitely number one. Now, how to overcome that is simply, well, simply, it's certainly not easy, is actually giving up control. Now, ask yourself, how can you give up control? How can you give up, like just really making sure you know every outcome, you know every certain step next? Well, you have to trust the uncertainty. So what happens when you are out of control? You know, what's really important here is that you have to develop a healthy relationship with being out of control, feeling powerless, and feeling helpless. That's right. I know that feels scary, but it's a really important step. So what I would recommend is just putting yourself in situations where you may feel a little out of control. It doesn't have to be a lot. For example, if you're used to driving, letting somebody else drive can already be enough of a challenge to practice letting somebody else be in control. Secret number two is anger problems. Now, that's really something you want to particularly look at because that is really something that comes in response to you feeling helpless. Now, what I say so often is there's this sort of shame shield, that protective shield that rises up when we form sort of like this connection, when we feel that shame and that uncomfort and honestly starting to feel this lack of safety inside of ourselves. One of those aspects can be anger and rage. And here's why. We feel more empowered 
we feel just more in control. So it goes a little bit with the control issue as well. Because anger is all about an inflating energy, right? Anger takes up space. Anger pushes other people away and makes sure that you are protected and that you are safe. For example, when you think of a mama lion, a mama bear, right? She protects the cubs. So the anger in that instance is really a protective mechanism, right? Nobody comes close to you. Nobody can attack you because before that happens, you are going to attack them. So what you can do instead, and this is what I personally had to learn on my journey and many women that work with me through their anger problems is looking at what is underneath that anger. So again, I like to go into that, that helplessness, that powerlessness, that, you know, just really feeling like it's kind of like free fall. It's feeling out of control. It's a little similar to what we just talked about, right? But the anger problem is more like how you deal with being out of control. So again, just really looking at anger can also be panic. That's what I found out for myself when I actually stopped and looked what is behind my anger, it's actually panic. So look for yourself. And then the beautiful thing was now I can address panic and now it actually starts to go away, right? Because I'm hitting on the root issue versus trying to get rid of the surface, the protective mechanism, which of course never works. Number three is impulsivity. Now you may be an impulse buyer, you know, you may be do retail therapy, you have an impulsive emotional outbursts. And that can be emotional outbursts of joy, emotional outbursts of anger, emotional outbursts of sadness. But there is this impulsivity that is this sort of inherent intensity inside of yourself. Okay, so just look at that. Like where is that already? It's sort of like where's this aggravation already inside of yourself? Where's already this intensity inside of yourself? So that's really what you want to look at, right? It's like when we're impulsive, right? That means we don't have space, which leads me to the treatment. So you want to look at, okay, how can I create space, capacity, and perspective around me? When we're impulsive, we just kind of like it's almost we have no space. It's really tight. You're in fight or flight. You have to make a decision right away versus what happens when you introduce space and awareness into that field. Now, out of the sudden, you may not feel as impulsive. Out of the sudden, you may start breathing. Out of the sudden, your nervous system may start relaxing, may start to feel safe, right? So that's what you want to think about more. How can you introduce more space? For example, you can use meditation. One way to beautifully do that, right? For some of you, it's painting. For some of you, it's dancing. So think about what can you do to get more space into your life, into your mind, into your energy, and into your body. Secret number four is distrust. So you really want to look at the symptom of distrust. Right, but think about it, when you have the reactive attachment disorder, what oftentimes happened in your past is you lost trust to your primary caregiver, right? Why? 
Well, because they didn't actually need your meats, that didn't actually bond with you in a way that you inherently on some unconscious level believe you deserve. You really got to keep that in mind, right? That is absolutely true. And so what happens is you develop distrust and actually distrust to other people because they're not meeting your needs, not your emotional needs, you're not your physical needs. And you also develop distrust towards yourself. Wait, I thought mom or dad, depending on who's the primary caregiver, for the most part it is the mom, like that didn't give me what I really needed. So that must mean my assumption about the world must be wrong, right? So what my interpretation is about the world must be wrong. So that then means, okay, I can't trust myself. I can't trust my inner guidance. I can't trust my intuition. I can't trust my internal voice, my internal dialogue, right? So how you can hear that is actually, for one, really making sure that what you think, what you say, and what you do is in perfect alignment. That means clean up those white lies that you have maybe left inside of with someone else in a relationship, right? So maybe you were just late to a party, but you weren't late because you said there was traffic, but you were late because you also left 10 or 15 minutes late, you know? Or maybe you said you did something, but you didn't really do it. But nobody could maybe check on if that was true or not. So oftentimes also really important to make sure that you actually show up for yourself and that you clean up your white lies. Also, like I said before, show up for yourself, right? So if you put something on your calendar, make sure you show up for it, not just physically, but make sure you show up for it emotionally, make sure you show up for it mentally, make sure you show up for it energetically. So if you go to a workshop, make sure you're not distracting yourself by going onto your phone or when you hang out with a friend, but make sure you give them 100% attention. So give everything that you decide to have in your calendar 100% attention, okay? Um, and that last piece that we really want to look at is number five, which is the lack of sense of belonging, you know, to a tribe, to a community, right? To a group of people. And again, this comes from that distrust. Well, look, if I don't even feel like I can trust and belong to my mom, to my primary caregiver, right? Then how can you develop a sense of belonging to anyone else. Because in order for that to happen, you for one, you need to really feel there is a like-mindedness, there is a familiarity, and there also needs to be an intimacy. Now, intimacy only occurs if you allow yourself to be visible, to allow somebody else to see you, to connect with your authentic emotions. And if you have reactive attachment disorder, this is gonna be actually really hard for you. You know, when you have reactive attachment disorder, it's going to be really hard to actually maintain and sustain relationships. And it's really, really hard for you to connect with somebody else and let them in. So really important to know here. So now how can you heal that sense of belonging to a tribe or community is just really sharing something that you would normally not share, right? It could be a secret. It could be just playing a game with a friend 
what you don't know about me or what I wish you would know about me. And please make sure it's one of your really, really, really closest friends that you really, really trust. And just practice sharing something that you normally don't trust, uh, don't say. And the other piece also is, you know, one thing that I do with my girlfriend sometimes is also, you know, what are you not sharing? You know, so when we're hanging out, we're just asking ourselves, what are you not sharing? Yeah, yeah, I get that this is going on. This is what's happening in your life. This is how you feel, right? But what are you not sharing about this? So I encourage you to go just a little bit deeper with this. All right, so in a nutshell, let's go again for through the five symptoms for reactive attachment disorder as well as treatments. Number one, control issues. Number two, anger problems. Number three, impulsivity. Number four, distrust. And number five, that lack of sense of belonging. So look, I encourage you to answer the question of the day, which is, what symptoms are you showing? You know, where is that reactive attachment disorder pattern showing up in your life, in your relationships? And as usual, if you love this video, if you found it helpful, like it, subscribe to my channel, share it with your girlfriends, and sign up for my Magnetize Your Man quiz at magnetizeyourman.com and learn more about yourself, how to break through those patterns, so you can have that deep connected long-term relationship in your life. This is it for today. Much love to you. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mwah!